Hello, and welcome to the Hypocritical View podcast. I'm your host, T.B. Cooper. And today, I want to talk about my two favorite words, accountability and integrity. Um, But before I do that, I just want to say that uh, the other night when I recorded my introduction podcast, I went ahead and I recorded like a whole nother episode. And it ended up being like 45 minutes. And, you know, before I'd even recorded that, like I recorded two minutes of it. And it sounded like shit, so I deleted that. And then I recorded eight minutes of it and then realized, oh, I wasn't even fucking recording it. So I had to like start all over again. So I finally get it done and it's like almost 45 minutes long. And then, you know, and I'm in the garage at this time and I'm freezing because it's cold. I mean, I have a heater in here, but it doesn't matter because it's still cold and it's cold and it's raining. And then I'm like, well, whatever. So I, I finished recording it. And then I went ahead and I listened to it and I was like, okay, yeah, cool. This is, this is good. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to post it and I'm, I'm really excited. So I go ahead and I start saving it. Well, you know, I live out in like the sticks and the, the internet that we have out here, it's not that great. Plus it was raining. So like the internet that I, I have, it's, it's like beamed off of like this radio tower, right? So it's, it's not satellite. It's not fiber optic. It's not, you know, anything like that. It's, it's off of a radio tower. So when there's like weather, uh, you know, obstructing it. Yeah, it doesn't run that well. So it's like, it's uploading for, oh my gosh, for like 15 minutes and 15 minutes of just sitting here. Uh, plus, you know, I, I was painting in the garage at the same time, you know, totally getting high off the fumes. Not really, but, um, that's what my son thinks I do. <laughs> um, and, and I'm like, okay, I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. And I'm like, okay, you know what? The stuff will dry. I'm not going to sit here and watch paint dry. Cause that's just, doesn't sound like a great idea. Um, and maybe if I go in the house where it's close to the router, maybe it'll upload faster, right? So I go into the house and it's still not improving, right? And I'm in my office and I'm, 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 I'm going to go on the computer for a little bit and I'm waiting for this to upload and still not doing it. And then I get this little message on my phone. And it's like one app is draining your battery. Tap here to resolve it. And so I, I tap it because I, I'm thinking, cool. It'll give me options, right? No, it put the app to sleep, which then deleted the entire 45 minute podcast. And uh, all I could really do is laugh because I, I had had a really productive day. Granted, that's like, what, an hour and a half of my time, uh, more two hours, whatever, of my time that I just kind of been spent on, you know, producing nothing, basically. But, you know, I had put the introduction one out there and I, I had, you know, I was brave enough and I went ahead and I posted it and, you know, I, I, I'd gotten other shit done too, as far as like I said, you know, I'm, I'm launching a business in March. So I'd been working on that stuff and I just gotten stuff done. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm not gonna be mad about it. So I was like, well, maybe it wasn't the right time for me to write that. Well, not write it, but maybe it wasn't the right time for me to do that one. And so I had this this other idea, which is, you know, today's post that I'm going to talk about. And so I started writing this one. Um, and and then, you know, I, I was just like, okay, I'm done for today. So then I finished it up yesterday. And then so here I am now. And <laughs> I've already recorded like nine minutes of it. And then my daughter calls. So yeah, I've now put my phone on do not disturb. So hopefully nobody bothers me. I I put a note on the garage that says, you know, don't, don't fucking knock. Don't disturb. Do not call or text. Right. 
because, you know, they, they are like, oh, where's mom? Where's mom? You know, or my mom's always like, you know, Dutcha, where are you? You know, and she's like, oh, are you hungry? And I'm like, I don't want to eat right now. Just leave me alone. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we know you want to work, but we need you for something. Just go away. Just leave me alone right now. Okay. All right. <laughs> so other than the animals in the background, hopefully I can just get through this with like very minimal um, you know, distractions or interruptions or whatever. Okay. So, all right. So back to the post, right? I just thought I had to share that because, you know, I, I, normally I'd be like really pissed off and raging right now. At least that, that's how I've been for like the last two years. Like whenever something would get in my way of me achieving my goals because somebody else needs me to do something, I'm like, God, just fuck. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, right, so um, accountability and um, integrity. So I had mentioned in the introduction episode that I'd originally started sharing my views and whatnot on a separate uh, Tumblr blog under the same name, the hypocritical view, right? But typing and blogging kind of took a back burner, you know, position in my life, et cetera, and whatever. And then so the other night after I'd recorded the intro podcast, I went to my computer and just kind of started reading through the posts that I'd put up on there so far. And besides reading my words of brilliance, yes, I, I love reading the stuff that I've written, <laughs> um, and, and being totally impressed with myself, minus the few typos, which always pisses me off, um, but they were there because... Uh, you know, so realistically, when I'd posted all that shit, I had done it from my phone because I, I, the Tumblr app is really cool. Um, but my typing on the phone, since it autocorrects me all the time, I'm like, oh, then it's like if and I don't catch it and it pisses me off. Um, my, my typing on the phone is like way worse than on the computer. But anyway, I'd also noticed when I you know, was reading through all of this that how I'd grown from then until now, and it's not like it's been a long time since I started that blog to begin with. That Tumblr blog, I think, was like maybe like mid-year last year. I don't even know. But um, So, for example, I have a post on there that talks about what it's like being a Libra and an INTJ, um, you know, and, and being a female Libra INTJ, right? Um, and... You know, I, I don't want to just kind of shove this down your guys' throats. I'm a Libra. I'm an INTJ. I'm an empath, whatever. Um, because it, it's, I'm not just like, oh, these are my labels. But it, it was important to me to understand who I am. Like I, I did say in the intro, you know, the first podcast I did the other night, right? I, I said that behavior, learning behavior, understanding behavior, people's motives not only does it give me an advantage in life when it comes to the people that I have to help out, um, but it, it, it's just so important to me. But the thing was, was, okay, I understand everybody else, but guess who I don't understand? I don't fucking understand me, right? Like, I didn't know who the hell I was. And, like, this idea of, um, you know, knowing yourself and, and loving yourself and self-care and all that other shit, like, that That was really foreign to me. I didn't, I didn't grow up with any of examples of that and... Um, it just, I, I didn't know. I mean, I did have this confidence where I was like, yeah, I'm the shit, you know? And then I've gone through my life totally thinking, and I don't mean like I'm a piece of shit, but no, like I'm the shit. I am on top of my game. I am totally fucking awesome. And, uh, yeah, I know what I'm capable of. You know, I had a lot of confidence. And even when I didn't, like I'd still portray like I did, 
because it was important because you know lead by example and uh anyways I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit but I like I said I didn't understand me so I had to figure out who the fuck I really was right so that's when I started realizing like oh okay I mean like obviously I knew it was a Libra right but okay what does that mean and then the INTJ you know when I'm going through and I'm doing the whole um you know the how's it called the personality test right and I'm like you know okay da, 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 da. I'm going through it and you know I've every single time I've taken this test no matter where I take the test at it's like yeah that's who you are and I'm like oh well yeah of course um I mean if we're gonna throw labels out there too and I say I'm a huge Harry Potter fan well um yeah I'm Slytherin just in case you know if there's any other Slytherins out there you know hey hey how you doing okay <laughs> told you I bird walk a lot but anyway so um but what I had not put in this post was I had not mentioned being an empath. And that's because at the time when I did this post, I didn't realize that, that that's what I was. Or more so what the complications were of actually being one. Okay, so I knew full well and I have known full well that I am empathic and that I could feel everyone's emotions and moods and whatever. But the part that I didn't know was the actual toll being an empath takes on a person. And like I... I didn't know that we need to shield ourselves or practice some serious self-cleansing methods to purge ourselves of the abundant bullshit that we absorb from interacting with others. Again, like I said, never grew up with understanding, you know, self-love and all that shit. Um, another thing that I'd noticed was that I had posted and I know I've posted about it on my precariously balanced life blog, um, on my website, um, as well that I, I quote unquote suffer from bipolar depression. I do have endometriosis and I have polycystic ovarian syndrome. So like my whole feminine gut area is, well, not is I'm, I'm fuck. That's a whole nother episode, but, um, I have it. And, uh, the endometriosis, I mean, just real quick, I'll say this, that, you know, the, the amount, like, I don't, God, I don't even know if, okay. If you, if you know anything about endometriosis, you know, you've got this uterine lining that's growing on the outside of the uterus and it just kind of starts, you know, just like, like the vines, the little, um, little tendrils, right? It start, these little tendrils start going off and they start growing with stuff. And for most women, they have like really, really bad cramps. Um, they, they have this like excess bleeding. They just, they, um, their, their periods are really bad. There's just like a lot of shit that's going on. Right. Um, and then for some women, the uterine lining actually like, doesn't just grow and make the cramping bad it, it kind of grows up and outwards and attaches to other shit that it has no business being there and that's what mine was doing mine was growing up and it actually you know like and, and they, they can't there's if there's a test now I don't know okay I'm talking about 2009 when this was you know when they diagnosed me with this shit um you know, I, I was losing time at work. It was, it was so much pain, horrendous pain. And oh, this is not what I want to talk about right now. Anyways, basically it was, it was, it was strangling my gallbladder. And if I hadn't gone in for surgery, I'd have lost my gallbladder. And I didn't realize how high up my gallbladder is. It's really, really high up there. It's like right underneath my rib cages and whatever. Um, it was bad. So, um, but again, that's like a whole nother story. And, and hopefully I could just, when I do tell that story, hopefully it'll be short. Um, but okay, so anyways, um, so you know, I have these things going on, okay? And uh, what strikes me about um, having posted this other post about talking about all that 
was that, you know, looking back now, um, is that I hadn't updated the blog yet to give my new perspective. And that is, you know, I, that's kind of why I'm happy to do the podcast thing. Because again, I could speak a hell of a lot faster than I could ever get this shit onto the website. But so I, maybe it's because I'm nearing 40 or maybe because the last two years specifically have been numerologically. <laughs> I can write the word. I cannot pronounce it. Uh, so, you know, with the numbers. Okay, right. Speaking uh, the, the last two years have been solitary years and years of extremely trying times. Um, you know, for me, that is according to my numbers. Um, and they've just basically been the absolute worst years of hell I have survived thus far. Okay, so whatever the collective reason is for why the last two years have been the way they were, um, and I'm not saying like I don't know why they were, I'm saying I have a complete understanding of why they are, but it's irrelevant right now. I'm just really happy with how I have rebirthed and how I've come full circle back to me and who I am at my core. And you know, that, that, that right there makes, makes me really happy. Okay. Um, but we'll get to that. Okay. So like the last two years, it was like, I was just about on top of my game, like just about to like grab the torch and be like, yeah, victory. Right. And then the universe decided to like really test my metal and see, if I really could be me and be comfortable and secure being me while still pursuing my dreams. Okay. And so here, here's a little trigger warning. I'm about to talk about suicide. So if that's something you can't really handle talking about, just stop listening. All right. Sorry. Um, I'm not going to talk about it the whole time, but I am going to talk about it. And yeah, just putting that out there. Um, and you know, quick side note, uh, you might hear me get what might sound like emotional, but I, uh, I was always the bitch that never cried until I got like quite older. And, and then I would just cry. I would just, just, just cry very easily, but I never cried. I like, I was always like, ah, oh, I gotta be strong. You know, crying's for bitches and, uh, yeah, I'm not going to cry. So, um, that still kind of carries over into, you know, these later, um, years of my adult life. Not that I'm that, I mean, fuck, I'm 39. So it's not like I'm like late, but these last, you know, last 10, 15 years, uh, whenever I do cry, I'm like, Oh fuck, there's a lot of dust. You know, I tell everybody, Oh, it's dust. It's just dust. Um, you know, like allergies. Right. So if, if I sound like I'm emotional, if I sound like I'm crying, it's really just dust. I am not crying. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, so I, I I'm not gonna lie. I wanted to quit like all the time. Every single morning I had to force myself to give a fuck enough to just put my mask of fakeness on. And and again, I'm I'm talking about the last two years because I mean I I have been suicidal like many times in my life. Um but these last two years, yeah. Um deep deep and I mean like really really deep in my soul I knew that eventually I'd come out of this but uh keeping that small ray of hope going was um like I, I can't even say it was difficult or a challenge because that's a severe understatement like I, I don't even know what the word I would use really because those words are just not they're not strong enough um but I basically operated every single day for two years on suicide level like, you know, the, the dial was turned to 
fuck you life, okay? <laughs> um, in fact, I pretty much, like, right before this last Christmas, so like, and I'm talking just a few days before this last Christmas of, you know, 2018. It's when I finally started to come out of it, like when I could feel, actually feel the energy of the collective consciousness of like the whole universe begin to change. Like where I'm like, okay, okay, we're almost done with hell. I'm almost out of it. A little bit more like this road just seems to be going forever. And I'm, I'm okay, I'm almost there. Like I could feel it. I could feel like just around the corner is fucking rays and sunshine and, and, and paradise, right? Um, <clears throat> And so I could like metaphorically see the light. Okay. And I had to tell myself every single day for two very, very long years that it won't always be like this. And that if things were this bad now, and this was really, you know, revelational, revel, revelating, revelate something. Okay. Um, some kind of word, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it, this is what, what I would say, what helped me. And it's just, it's just such a huge, a huge thing. It's okay. You know, if things are this bad now, then things are going to be like equally as great later, you know, like the complete flip side of it. I'm, I'm a Libra. You got the scales, right? So you can't have really, really bad without having really, really good. Okay. And, and I just had to push through it and I just had to get there. Like I just had to tell myself this shit every single day in, and and basically tell myself this, even if I didn't fucking believe it. And, and like I said, you know, deep, deep down I did. And I knew, I knew, like, I knew just without question, I knew because I know, because I understand these things is again, like I said, you know, I understand behavior, right? So, you know, and, and cause and effect and all this kinds of shit. So this, it makes sense to me, but when I'm actually going through it, it's, it's so hard. I feel like, okay, you're totally lying to yourself. Like, <laughs> like things are not going to get better, you know? And, and yeah, that, that, that's really difficult. And, you know, a little side note here. So in 2016, I had made this, this, this jump, this fuck it, I'm going to do it. And I started blogging and I published two children, well, re republished one of my children's books and then published the second book that, you know, would go along with it because it's a series. And, and then I went ahead and I released my, um, I call it like a book of poems, but it's, it's really these songs that I wrote like back in my twenties. Um, you know, and I, I just, fuck it, I did it. And I, and I, and I started blogging and, and it was great. <laughs> and, um, and I, I checked, you know, my numbers just to see what kind of views I'd had in June and in June, and this is 2016. Okay. In June, I had 800 and something people had visited my page and I'm like, wow, I don't know 800 something people right on. Right. But then by December of that year, I'd had over, over like 10,000 visits to my page. And I'm like, what the fuck? Holy shit. Like I'm, I'm so stoked. I don't care if that, you know, for other people, they're like, oh, that's nothing for me. That was fucking huge. People are actually looking at my, my website. They're visiting it. That means that, you know, this whole, oh, you're supposed to blog about one thing or whatever. And I'm blogging about fucking everything. Obviously it was, you know, I was saying something that people wanted to hear. So I, I was, I was so excited. And right at the end of 2016 is when like the, the motions are the, the pieces of the puzzle that we're going to put two years of hell into motion it's like right at the end of 2016 when that happened. And 
yeah, so 2017 was like a really fucked up year. 2018 was more of like a, oh my gosh, okay, we're just kind of cleaning up 2017's mess and still dealing with it and dealing with the the after effects of it. 2017 was 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 bad. Okay, just really really bad. But and and I had told myself, well, you know, fuck, 2016 was excellent. So why would 2017 be you know, of course it's going to be like equally as as bad. You know, if 2016 was amazing, then 2017 is going to be shit. You can't have like this amazing 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 experience and not expect that there's going to be this completely opposite negative experience to to go with it. You know, it's, it's a balance, okay? But anyways, I I also had to care about getting through this darkness, right? And and I was I was so tired. And I was tired at the very core of my being that I just didn't, I didn't care, but I kept telling myself I would care again eventually. And that being me, I didn't have the luxury of leaving. So like, like what the fuck, right? Um, <laughs> I, I would think, okay, wh what would my suicide note say? Like, oh, I'm leaving this world because I'm tired of being important and significant to too many people. Um, like, like really? I <laughs> mean... I've been called pretentious and shit, but damn, like, I didn't want to go out like that and be remembered like that. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've been called cocky, but that's, that's a lot, right? So, because saying all that, that totally sounds legit, right? Yeah, no. So, plus I could never in my entire life since being a mom, I, whenever I thought about suicide, I could never get past the thought of who would find my body. You know, like, would it be one of my kids? And, you know, what would that do to them? And then, you know, you add into that that I'm also a writer. And I have so many near-finished works and then countless more ideas that I couldn't accept the fact that if I were gone, what would become of my words? Like, would they still get published by maybe my kids? Or would my kids be, like, pissed off or too hurt or whatever? And then they, they would just, like, my words would be silenced by either being thrown away or just packed up and forgotten. And, you know, okay, so <sighs> granted, I, I myself came really close to humoring the idea of throwing away, um, okay, more like burning in a bonfire, all of my work and research and my paintings and just everything that was an expression of me, I want to just throw it in a bonfire, right? And then everything that I had online, I want to just take it all down and delete it. And, you know, unpublish the books that are, you know, available digitally, right? Or just get rid of all that shit, okay? But to think that that might actually really happen <laughs> because somebody else would do it, you know, if I just kind of selfishly left, um, that that thought was just, that that too was fucking unbearable, okay? The, the very fiber and um, that makes this complicated tapestry of me, Okay, would not and could not leave any project left undone. And, you know, and this includes my children and my marriage and my farm and all of the spiritual guidance and life assistance work that I do, you know, and, and my career. Okay, whatever career focus, whatever thing it is that I'm trying to do with my life. Okay, like all of that, everything I've, I've attempted to do. I refuse to quit. Okay. So I am, I'm like that person that is committed. Okay. Once I make a decision, I, I'm going to see that shit through 
till the end, no matter what the fuck is thrown at me. And when it's done, that shit is tied up and delivered with the prettiest fucking bow ever. And it's like complete. Okay. So yeah. Was I suicidal? Yep. Sure the fuck was. And, uh, the physical corporeal part of me wanted to give up. Okay. I, I was begging, um, my, you know, my inner Smeagol, no, excuse me, my, my inner Gollum. Okay. All right. I, I was begging my inner Gollum to convince my Smeagol to just put us out of our misery. Okay. But the higher part of my consciousness, that, that part of me that knows I have a purpose and fully embraces that fact and is where me, the person, okay, truly resides that part wouldn't let me ever go further than just mere fantasizing and not even like full-blown fantasizing. It was just, okay, I want to give up and end it. Well, I'd hear, you know, me telling myself, you can't and you won't, period. I mean, you know, I have obligations, I have responsibilities, and I'm just, I'm just not the person that walks away from something that I decided to do. I decided to have my kids. I decided to be their mom. I brought them into this world. I'm not just going to be like, all right, mic drop, I'm out, you know, and, and, and leave them. I'm just, I can't do that. I have a responsibility to them to make sure that these are the, these are fantastic, excellent human beings that are going out into the world. And I'm going to do my fucking damnedest to not screw them up by me being stupid or by me being selfish. And yeah, I just, you know, and like I said, if one of them had found my body or something, <laughs> I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it to them. I couldn't, you know, I have a grandbaby. No, you know, who the hell would it have been? And I have like a million animals. I've got, you know, my dogs and my cats and, and my rabbit. I, I've got like all these animals that are just on a daily basis. They're very, you know, like cuddle up with me and like, I, I couldn't, whew. okay. Yeah. See, there's that dust right now. Okay, so anyways, and, and to circle back to what I initially said this episode would be about. So like right now I'm done, I'm done talking about suicide, okay? Um, to circle back to what I initially said this episode would be about my two favorite words, or well, two of my favorite words, accountability and integrity. Well, that that's exactly what that is, okay? Coming out of that really dark place, finding I'm still me, but even better, now, because I've like, I, I've looked at my true self in the mirror and I've battled my demons and I've told my golem to go fuck herself and shut the hell up. Okay. So yeah, I, I, I integrity and account, accountability. I, I has it. Okay. I have those things. All right. So I'm right now I'm going to read you a post that I'd put up on that Tumblr blog, which in turn was a post I'd done on Facebook originally. This one is about integrity and what it means to me. And this is something that I teach my kids as well, like from day one. Like this is how I've, I've not just spoken to them and told them, but this is also something that I've, I've lived and, and preached and, you know, I've been the example for. So they know this, all right? Um, so this, I had originally posted this on Facebook um, August 31st of 2017. And this is like right, right in the middle of hell, okay? So... Integrity, this is what I teach my kids, right? Integrity means being accountable for your actions, not making excuses, not living with regrets and keeping tight standards that do not bend. It means doing what you should, no matter who is watching. It means being an asset 
to this life, not an ass hat. It means holding yourself in a place of value where few people can only hope to climb to, let alone view from their unworthy positions, a place where others should want to aspire to. It means not playing the victim to circumstances you've created. It means owning the choices you make. Integrity means you do all that and you be all that. You can't be fake, least of all to yourself. If you lie to yourself, why the fuck should anyone else trust you? You regret something you did? You should have thought it through a bit better. You should have thought of the bigger picture. You're just a small fry in an ocean of fries like you or sharks like me. Oh, um, side note before I continue, um, obviously I was really pissed off at somebody. This was my passive aggressive way of basically telling a couple of people basically to go fuck themselves. Um, all right, so <laughs> back to this. Um, so I live with no regrets. Why? Because when I decide something, I have thought of every possible scenario and outcome. I've considered every person that may be affected and every consequence. And you've burnt bridges and locked doors. <laughs> All things can be repaired, but if the mirror that you're looking into is as cracked and flawed as you are, well, I guess then you're fucked, okay? How can you ever truly know which scars are real and which ones aren't? Change starts with you. Hide behind your own bullshit and the whole world will know you stink just by looking at you. Lie to yourself and even you start disbelieving your own shit. That's when the integrity of your character is challenged. That's when you fail and that's when karma shows up to put you in your place. Okay, so yeah, that's, that's like an original thing that I posted. Okay, so um, like real quick, I'm, not real quick, nothing in my life is quick. Um, I'm going <laughs> to touch on the you can't be fake uh, part real quick because I also have a post on that same blog about being tired of being fake and I just really need to clarify because, you know, I, I don't want to be a hypocrite on this hypocritical view podcast, right? <laughs> All right, so um, the mask and the fakeness that I portray when I do is in line with, I'm sure most of you have all heard the saying, fake it till you make it, right? And that, that's kind of, that's the kind of mask and fakeness I'm referring to. When I say that I, I put on a mask, when I say that I'm being fake, that's what I'm referring to, okay? Um, if inside, I am dead at the moment, but I'm obligated by my previous choices to keep going and there are people involved that depend on me and my fucking cheery and positive disposition, then I have to fake, quote unquote, that I am happy, or at least okay. I have to put on a mask of happiness for those that look up to me for an example, you know, the whole lead by example thing, right? So I can discuss with them and attempt to try to explain to them how I'm feeling, but at the same time, I am showing them how I handle it in a non-destructive way. I can have my inside Smeagol tell me it'll be okay while my inner golem coughs out over and over. Lies, lies, all lies. Okay, the, the, these masks and fakeness and lies are not hurting my integrity because I'm staying true to myself, even if I don't feel like myself at the moment. The kind of fakeness and mask and lies I'm referring to when I posted this post about integrity are instead the gossipy kinds of lies you tell others or the lies you tell yourself about oh what really happened <laughs> like when you screw up and blame it on anyone and everyone but yourself when you lie about what really happened and tell a completely different version of what the fuck really happened when you do that you're not being accountable when you do those things and don't take responsibility for those actions, you lose your integrity, if you had any at all to begin with. And, and that's pretty much what I've taught my kids and anyone else 
I could along the way, okay? Changing as a person isn't just okay, it's relevant to survival. But there are some parts of you, deep down, that will never change unless you consciously make this effort to change them. I do honestly believe that someone who is a, you know, piece of shit to their core, their, their inner being, can become a great person in time. Obviously, they'd have a lot of work to put in, but it can happen. And I know this because I have assisted in helping to make that happen within someone who'd finally woken up and become aware of their place in a world much bigger than, I, than, than you know, us, than, than them, whatever, okay? Okay, it can happen. Okay, I had to take a quick break. Sorry, um, I had to go potty. But, um, all right, so where was I? Okay, so um, most of the people that I've met or tried to help Okay, well, all right, maybe not most. I'd say quite a few people that have come through my life were just so convinced of their personal shit status that at this point in their existence, there was just no hope for helping them. Okay, but it, it never stopped me from trying. So, I mean, before you get down to core values like accountability and integrity, you got to get past the superficial ones, the, the ones on the surface, like you know, education versus vocation, or kids versus no kids, or chicken versus beef. And, and I know that sounds a bit silly, those examples, and, and, and really, that was the best I've got, since I really just do most of my work and my existing on a not superficial plane, okay? I operate from my core. I project my core. I am, in that respect, transparent, you know, just brutally and unashamedly, and I hope that's a word, um, honest. I don't like bullshit. I mean, okay, okay. All right. All right so I, I love bullshitting. I, I can and do speak bullshit. I am absolutely fluent in it. However, and, and this is, this is like a huge asterisk right here. Okay. I bullshit to jest, to fuck around and be funny. And I always, with only like two exceptions that I'm aware of, um, I always let someone know I'm I am or I was bullshitting. And those two examples were stories that I, I told my kids when they were young and had accidentally forgot to tell them the truth, but I'll have to share those, you know, sometime later. Okay. So, but what I, I don't use bullshit for is to create this false impression of me to someone else. And I, I know <laughs> this, this totally sounds like a gray and hypocritic thing, but, um, okay. Okay. So for example, the, the whole Trump, thing where he lied to get onto the Forbes uh, list, right, back in the day, right, that that's the kind of bullshitting that I, I don't do that. I don't need or want to hype myself up to anyone because then I'm, I'm just going to hold myself up to even higher standards to somebody else's expectations and why the fuck would I want to do that, right? No, thank you. And it's not that I didn't do that. Like in my teens and my early 20s when I was a single mom and I needed a better than entry level position, uh, to support my family, I'd interview being like, uh, yeah, I, I totally know how to do warranty processing. And yeah, I, I totally have management skills. Sure. But I also, when I did that, I also lived up to those expectations that I'd created, you know, and it opened more doors for me. Um, but so I, I didn't just get the job and then suck at it. I, I fucking learned as I went and I, I dominated that shit. You know, I, I lived up to the bullshit that I said that I was. Um, that probably didn't sound right, but <laughs> anyways. Um, okay, so that's that's kind of my my really long explanation about my two favorite, or you know, like I said, you know, two of my favorite words. Um, and yeah, so we're done here. So <laughs> thank you for listening.
and I appreciate being able to share bits and pieces of me with you. And uh, if you want to know more about me, my life, my work, etc., you can visit me on www.tvcooper.com, and there is also a contact form on there and links to all the social media outlets like Facebook, Twitter, and whatever on the contact me page of that website. So until next time, I gratefully thank you, and uh, my joyous heart is full with gratitude for you stopping by. So thank you. Okay, I know I said I was done, but, um, so like, I, I just listened through the whole thing, and I felt that, okay, I should probably elaborate a little bit. I don't feel like I fully wrapped up that whole conversation. Um, I, I want to elaborate on the the Trump thing versus me, you know, lying to get a job, right? And and clarify why I feel that there's like this, like I said, there's this gray area where the two are the same, but they're not. So, you know, me lying to get the job and then, you know, proving that, okay, yeah, I could do it, whatever, um, bullshitting my way through it, getting the job, doing the job. Um, it, it was, it was for a purpose that was not for my glorification. It wasn't to make me, uh, it wasn't for like prestige or something. It wasn't for like, a, oh, hey, look at me. Um, versus, you know, with him lying to get onto the Forbes list. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it did open up opportunities for him. You know, he was able to get, you know, investors and whatever, because they thought, okay, he was worth X amount. And really he wasn't, uh, and, and, you know, of course I don't, I don't know him personally. So, you know, maybe it was for the greater good. Maybe it was for some kind of advancement. Uh, maybe the two scenarios are not so dissimilar as in my mind that I think that they are. Um, the, the best way I could kind of describe it is like, um, you know, my first husband, he sold drugs and well, as far as I knew at the time, he was only selling weed, but I guess he was selling more than that. And I was working four jobs at the time, uh, you know, two kids, four jobs, <laughs> and, and he was selling weed, uh, drugs, whatever. And his money was going to like the flashy stuff, the, the numerous cars and trucks and stereo systems and big screen TVs. And all of my money was going to paying all the bills. And yeah, that, that there's that example. And then I had another family member who was also selling drugs and, you know, he ended up getting caught and, you know, he, he did some time and I just, I just didn't feel like angry towards him. Like I did with my husband. Um, well, my first husband, and it wasn't that I was really, wasn't that I was really like pissed at my husband, but like there, there was two different motives there. Okay. So the, this other family member that was doing it, he was doing it to support his family. Okay. You know, he had a wife, two kids and, and he was doing it to like put a roof over the head, put food on the table. Um, the type of job that he was doing, you know, this is right around like when the market is going down and you know, it, yes, you can always find a job. But when you were making X amount of money doing your job and then that job is no longer available, uh, you know, and if this is something you did in your teenage years, you know, sometimes you're going to fall back on it. And I'm not, I'm not condoning it, 
but I'm saying, you know, his motives were never like for the flashy things. It was really to put food on the table. It was really to put a roof over the head, make sure that, you know, his kids were taken care of. And, you know, in the end, everything, you know, worked out okay. You know, he did his time and, you know, things are, you know, getting back on track. Um, whereas like with my first husband, he ended up getting shot and I mean, he lived, but you know, our marriage did not survive that. And, uh, and that as well as like, <laughs> that's a whole nother story. Um, <clears throat> but you know, I, I just felt like that the, the two, again, it's the same situation, you know, you, you know, you're, you're a man, you've got a wife and two kids and you're selling drugs okay, you know, it's illegal, um, you know, it's a, it's a dangerous job, and there's, like, all these reasons why, you know, you shouldn't be doing it, but, you know, you have one husband that was doing it because he wanted to have the finer things in life, he wanted to have the, you know, the, the prestige, the, the glitz and the glam and the bling bling shit, right, and then you have the other husband who was doing it to be a provider, so that's where I'm saying that there's that, that gray area where, you know, Trump was born into a rich family and, you know, he had this advantage where um, he didn't have to lie. He had a name that was backing him. He had a family that was backing him. He had that that money available and the resources available to him that he could have tapped into. There wasn't that need to lie to pretend that he was something that he wasn't. And for, you know, for me, I was, you know, a single mom. I was never, we were never a prosperous family. Like, yeah, we, we, I, we were pretty fucking poor. Um, if we were middle class, we were definitely on the very low, low middle class. And, um, you know, I've, I've been myself, I've been homeless and, and I'm homeless, you know, with my two kids at the time, um, you know, sleeping in a car and, and shit like that, and, you know, and, and I've never had to, like, sell ass, I've never had to sell drugs, I've, I've never had to, you know, come down that far, although, if there weren't any other opportunities, would I have done it? I'm not going to say that I wouldn't have, I just, I never let it get that far, so, um, basically, I use this skill to be able to talk and, and to bullshit my way through something, to get what I needed, and it wasn't, it didn't end up hurting anybody. And yeah, you know, him lying to get onto a Forbes list. I mean, did, did it hurt anybody? I, no, I don't, I don't know. I'm, but it was still this, you know, now it, you know, how many years later, 20, 30 years later, it's coming back and it's biting him in the ass where people are like, oh, you, you totally fucking lied. And, uh, with me, you know, I'm saying, oh yeah, fuck yeah. I've totally lied to get these jobs, but I, I, proved myself and I you know I ended up being within every job that I've ever had I ended up being an asset to the company um you know I brought more to it I improved the the workplace I improved the you know the the performance the whatever um not saying that I was like super stellar employee because there were you know other parts of me when I was younger that you know were not like admirable qualities but, um, as far as like the workplace and the profit and the, um, you know, the, the training and the, all of that stuff I added to it. And, you know, I used the, I used my gift to gab 
to be able to make more money so that, you know, by the time I was 22 and I'd had my third kid, I was already buying my own home and I had my own car and I was a single mom doing this. And, you know, I, I was supporting myself. This, this was good. So like I said, it's, it's a gray area and, you know, on the surface, the two things seem exactly the same and how is one okay and one is not. And am I just really just trying to bullshit my way through this and, uh, justify my actions, you know, yeah, somebody could totally say that that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to convince myself that what I did was right, uh, because, you know, I'm basing it off of what were my motives and am I judging, you know, Trump or am I judging, you know, my husband for uh, making the choice to do something, uh, you know, for, you know, maybe not such admirable motives. You know, I, I'm not going to sit there and I'm not going to pass judgment. All I'm saying is that in regards to integrity, I guess it comes down to your motives. I, I, I guess that's really what I'm trying to say, that if your motives are to, uh, really just to improve your, your quality of life, if they're really like selfish reasons, as opposed to thinking about everybody else that it's going to affect, um, you know, I think that's a real true test to what the integrity is. If, if Trump's idea to lie about being, you know, however big of a millionaire he said he was to get onto this list, and then that opened up doors for people to invest in him, who later he ended up declaring, you know, these bankruptcies or whatever. And then so they lost their money. Well, that didn't, who did it help? You know, and uh, that, that's, that's kind of where I'm saying that, you know, there's, there's like a certain level of integrity. Me getting the jobs that I did, it helped the company and it helped to put food on the table and a roof over you know, our heads and <clears throat> my kids, uh, you know, by the time I had my third kid, you know, she, she grew up with never being homeless. I mean, she had a much easier upbringing, um, than, you know, my, my first, my first two kids and, um, you know, and, and like now I have my, my daughter, my adopted daughter and, you know, my grandbaby. So, I mean, I, I will say my daughter, my daughter, because I don't like just saying, oh, you know, my adopted daughter. But, you know, when I sit there and talk about, oh, well, my two kids uh, in the beginning, when my adopted daughter is actually older than, you know, all three of my biological kids, um, you know, but I, so I have my granddaughter now and, you know, she's going to be eight years old this year. And, you know, we we have a stable home and, a, you know, stable environment like she's not going to have to go through this whole um, moving every year or a couple of times a year. Like by the time my son was 12, we'd moved 12 times. And that was not, that was not like once a year. Sometimes it was two, three times a year. <laughs> and so, you know, my, my grandbaby's not going to have to go through that. And my, my youngest daughter, she, you know, she really only remembers moving just a couple of those times because we, we ended up being able to make the decision to move to somewhere where we could be you know, stable. And, uh, so I, I mean, everybody's going to make their decisions. Everybody's going to have to live their life 
you know, how, however they're going to live it, however they choose to live it. And, you know, when it comes to being accountable, you know, you gotta, you gotta own your mistakes, but even if it's not a mistake, even, even if you're totally okay with it, you just, you gotta own it. It's like, okay, yeah, I fucking lied. Or yeah, I, I did this and this is what was the, um, the effect of what I did. You gotta own it. And, and that's, that's the accountability part. So the, these two things, this accountability and integrity, like I, I don't sit there and I don't ask anybody to do something that I wouldn't do myself or that I couldn't do myself. And if I'm, if I'm sitting there working my ass off every day, you know, I, I, I don't go to work. I do stay home. My job is this farm and the writing and, and this, all, all this other shit that I do, this is my job. And, you know, I, I tell everybody in the house, I'm like, look, I, I work like 20 hour days and that's, that's day in and, and day out. You know, I, I only sleep a couple hours a day and I just, I just go and go and go. And it's not that I expect everybody else to put in the hours that I do. But again, if I'm, if I'm working my ass off, I certainly don't want to see somebody sitting around being lazy. Um, you know, it's like, get your shit done and then, and then you can enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, and, and that's just, like I said, I just lead by example. So the integrity part, you know, whether somebody's watching me or not, I'm still the same person. And that was one of the things that I had to explain to uh, one of my kids was that, you know, if I'm around, you're going to be on your best behavior. You know, you're watching your P's and Q's, you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing. But the moment that I'm not home, if I'm running errands or the moment that I'm, you know, outside and you're inside, you're totally fucking off. You're totally doing shit that you would not do in front of me. And that, that's, that's the difference between, you know, being in a person with integrity versus not that, you know, if, if you're good because you know, I'm watching, well, then you need to act like I'm always watching. If, if I'm the person that you fear, you know, if, if you fear God or you fear, you know, whoever, if you fear your parents, if there's, there's somebody that you not necessarily fear, but somebody that you, you know, want to impress somebody that you care about what they think of you, somebody that you just wouldn't want to disappoint them. Okay. Then you need to act like that's the person that's watching you like all the time and, and you know, do what you would do if they're watching you, whether they're watching you or not. And, and you know, be the same person in private that you are, you know, in, in public or around everybody else. And so that, that's just who I am. And that's, to me, that's what integrity is. To me, that's what being accountable, accountable <laughs> for your actions is, is, you know, owning your shit. Um, not necessarily like, oh, you know, learning to say I'm sorry, but you know, if you did something wrong, okay, yeah, hey, I'm sorry, but sorry doesn't, you know, sorry doesn't fix anything. I love the that whole adage about, you know, if you take a, a plate and you throw it on the floor and then you tell it, sorry, is it going to get put back together? No, it's not. So for me, I'm like, okay, you know, we can say sorry, but sorry doesn't fix it. The only, you know, to me, sorry doesn't really mean a whole lot of anything unless you change your behavior, unless you change whatever the fuck it was that, you know, ended up hurting somebody to begin with. So... Anyways, that's, that's the other part that I wanted to add. Those are my final thoughts. All right, take care.